What's going on, everybody? This is Jeff with Alcoin Buzz. Today, I got Candace and Matt on for episode nine. We're going to talk about the SEC uh, Senate hearing that we had today. We're going to talk about whether or not you guys really want decentralization or if that's just something you say you want, but you really want Big Brother looking out for you uh, every time you step into the lion's den. So, Matt, what's your take on Jay Clayton and Chris Giancarlo's uh, testimony today and what the senators had to say on cryptocurrency. Yeah, I think it was pretty great. Uh, the the headline that we saw here in uh, a couple different news articles was basically that they were not dismissive of blockchain in any kind of way. The, they were balanced, not dismissive approach. And the opening testimony of uh, CFTC, Christopher Giancarlo, that you said this is the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commissioner was pretty outstanding, if you ask me. Couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah. What's your take, Candace, on uh, where, where did you watch it or listen to it or watch it from? I, I was listening to it in my car before I was having to go to class uh, for work. And so I definitely saw that the Senate and both agencies were taking a more of a wait and see approach instead of just outright banning. Like we've seen other countries, they have a little bit more of an aggressive approach to cryptocurrencies. So it's nice to see that we have a platform to be heard, hopefully. So that, that gave me a little bit of solace. All right. Yeah. So Matt, you sent me an awesome document here uh, from Hacker Noon talking about Bitcoin and uh, it basically outlined 10 talking points and some of those we can go over right now. Um, but I'll just mention a couple real quick. Bitcoin and Ether, not necessarily currencies. Simply calling something a currency or a currency-based product does not make, mean it's, a, it's not a security, right? And then there's also another comment that was made. Most utility tokens are securities. Merely calling a token a, a utility token or structuring it to provide some utility does not prevent the token from being a security. So you want to go over the difference between token utility and security and how the SEC sees that? Yeah, and they really left it wide open on this. Uh, if you guys want to reference that, go to Hacker Noon. This article that we are talking about is like, uh, like Jeff said, Jay Clayton, chairman of the SEC, and Ms. Carlos Giancarlo, CFTC testifying before the Senate. And he says here, um, what out of the 10 things you need to know in this article on Hacker Noon, he's, he's talking about number three. Therefore, most ICOs are the sale of securities. By and large, the structure of ICOs that I have seen involve the offer and sale of securities and directly implicate the securities registration requirements. So they're just basically saying, if you're going to, if it looks like a stock, <laughs> if it walks like a stock and invests like a stock, you better call that a security and watch yourself. But they're not shutting ICOs down. I think what they go on to say here in a lot of these is down the list is that you need to do follow the rules and know your customer. If you're going to get involved in this and, and, uh, Go for uh, something that requires a license. Just go all the way. Get the license. Get the know your customer. Do everything right. And 
they're fine with it. Uh, that's kind of system we have here. And to go back to what you started off saying, um, uh, obviously it seems like right now to move forward in this, we need both in the U.S. We need them to address this and do it with as little regulation as we can. But then we also, we have a whole big, huge world that people can get involved with these projects around the globe and doesn't necessarily have to follow the rules of the SEC and the CFTC. So it's uh, overall pretty positive of a day, I think. It's just my right. on Everybody ought to be pretty happy about it. Yeah. And so uh, as far as a, this is for you, Matt, a token, a token utility and a security. Can you elaborate on a little bit on that a little yeah. bit more so that people understand? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you have a, a token that is strictly for usage in the, uh, let's say some of these power companies, right? They're using these just strictly to buy and sell power on their on their uh, block, and then they have a another coin. A couple of these that we've reviewed and looked at have this situation going on, where one of their coins is specifically for uh, the use on uh, for the company for investment for funds, and then the other one is is used for their utility and if it's clearly defined and it's truly getting used for utility then it seems like per this testimony today they're they're not going to bother people they're they're not going to mess with them but if if it's a if it's a uh, token that funds the company i mean a, a coin that funds the company and you expect as an investor that you're going to buy into shares of that company and that coin is going to go up and you're going to increase in value you call that that's called an investment in the real world. That's called that's called a share of a stock in the company that you're expecting a return on. It's not used for utility uh, like buying and selling power uh, right. out there, buddy. So there's a big so, difference between those two categories. Huge difference. Yeah, and even if you look at coins versus tokens, right in the um, regular market, if you go to Coin Market Cap, you can see there's coins and then there's tokens, and we've made videos on this, but um, a coin is Ethereum. Ethereum is a coin. It functions as a currency. Bitcoin is a currency. And then some tokens would be a simple token, power ledger, like you were saying. Uh, there's blue, whatever is built on the Ethereum blockchain. So all those ERC-20 tokens are calling themselves utilities, which correct me if I'm wrong, but they're saying that because they're, they're utility tokens, meaning they have a wider... Uh, use case, a bigger use case than a currency or a coin, that they should not be considered a security. That is what I believe is the discussion, at least in, in that sense, where they're saying, well, this is a token, this token is a utility, it has a wider use case. Simple, simple token in that case is a is an application extension for uh, people who already have an app, Joe's Plumbing. If Joe's Plumbing wanted to create a plumbing currency, he would call Simple Token and say, "Hey, can you uh, help us get uh, situated with the establishing a cryptocurrency on our on our application?" And so, it, that is the way that I think that's what the, the the issue is. So most currencies are considered securities, but the tokens, the ERC twenty tokens, the Neo tokens, are trying to say, "Well, no, we're a utility," and the SEC is saying, "Hold the yeah, phone." Yeah, it's weird. 
yeah because yeah. it there's a there's a big line there because uh let's bring up like a messaging app okay let's take a kin uh like this um let's say that this this kin token is used within the messaging app and you it in it transact value between each message each person in the app so you let's say you buy gifts with this gif gifts in the messaging app and trading happens back and forth people exchanging for content in the messenger app only and inside of that ecosystem that is a coin uh, token that's a token within the ecosystem that they're using to transact value and it doesn't go outside there and no one from the outside expects that that token is gonna fund the company. It's not like a VC fund for them. It's not like a uh, something that's used where the founders of the company use that uh, to to build the share price of the company, to hire employees, to to do things that they need to do. Completely different aspect. Uh, same way with the power people. I think maybe Candace knows about this because of gaming. So if you have a gaming token within a game and it's just used inside that only, uh, wouldn't that be a utility in a in the video game world? Well, it's the same as using Ether or Gas and Neo. It's a currency within a, a project or a platform. So I, I have a question, though. So for the securities, are what they're trying to do is they're trying to find some legality in the ICO concept, you know, the crowdfunding and all that stuff. Are they just trying to uh, be able to categorize it so that when they're raising this money, there's more regulation and laws under but, it? Yeah. So it, number four on this article kind of touches on that, where they say exchanges where investors trade tokens are not, in fact, exchanges because they are not registered with the SEC. So if they... Uh, Binance, KuCoin, you know, they're, they're all trading tokens, right? ERC-20 tokens, even NEO has its own form of tokens and LISC will have its own and so on. It says many trading platforms are even referred to as exchanges. I'm concerned that this appearance is deceiving. In reality, investors transacting on these trading platforms do not receive many of the market protections that they would when transacting through broker dealers on registered exchanges or alternative trading systems. And we've seen this happen with uh, Bitfinex now not long, no longer being able to uh, accept American customers. Uh, Poloniex being, uh, I believe it's out of Delaware, just a stick in the mud about everything. And it's held them back. And it's created fertile ground for exchanges in Singapore and uh, Hong Kong, like Binance and some of these other exchanges. Although Bittrex is an American exchange out of Seattle. Um, it's just kind of created an interesting dynamic where everybody's kind of like, which way do I go? Yeah, Jeff, this is great. What you said on number four is is exactly what they're saying in here. Uh, again, what's wrong with people choosing to go sign up for an exchange and just know good and well, it's it's not regulated and you have no repercussions. You have to rely on the people behind the exchange um, you know, why would, why would some of these, these exchanges want to just shoot themselves in their foot and not take care of their customers? Because we've seen how that ends. And in crypto, this stuff is on speed. It ends quickly. If people, if people find out and word gets around, I mean, word gets around within hours and people are done. They're like, oh no, that's, 
that isn't going to fly. And I think you're saying the same thing as number four of what he's saying on here Mm -hmm. is that if people want to get involved in these, we should have those out there. We should have where people can. And in fact, it's not regulated by the SEC. And you don't have to go to a broker dealer. You don't have to go to a stock exchange. It's a private exchange. If I want to open a private company and keep everybody out, that's my business. That should, that should happen. And if you sign up for that and something happens, well, we should do our due diligence and not, not be crying. Uh, that's a great point. Yeah. I think to those who choose to um, venture out into the Wild West, so it's kind of like segmenting. It's like, well, do you want the SEC's protection or do you want to go out into the Wild West? So it's like taking the cryptocurrency sphere and saying, well, if you participate in this uh, form of cryptocurrency in this market dynamic that exists outside the United States and Singapore, you're welcome to. But if something like BitConnect happens, you're going to have to be uh, aware of the fact that it's not regulated. But you're saying that if you wanted to participate in a SEC regulated uh, uh, exchange here in the United States where you have that kind of protection, then, then you're going to have that kind of protection here. But if you choose to venture out of it and something goes uh, a little bit haywire on you, you knew what you were signing up for, right? And I think that that... Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Totally right. And you go ahead. You continue what you're going to say. I'll remember what I was going to say. Um, the, the, the BitConnect situation is a, is a perfect example of how people, they champion this decentralized mantra that they want decentralized, that they don't like Ripple and uh, you know anything that has to do with banks. But the second... They, uh, an exchange gets hacked or something crazy happens, everybody's going to say, well, where's the, where's the police? Where's the cops? Who, who's going to bust these bad guys, right? Look at Mountain Gox. Um, you know, people, whether they want to admit it or not, they still want to know that there's police on the streets protecting them in the event of an emergency, right? Exactly. Candace? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um is kind of a catch 22. I don't really think people understand uh, the implication of, you know, gain, gaining attention towards something that you didn't want to really gain attention to. And it was unavoidable. It was going to happen whether we wanted, it just, it blew up way too fast. And unfortunately a lot of people got hurt in it. And now that people are losing more than they were able to uh, put forth, government regulation you know steps in because guess you lose all your money guess where you're going to have to get your income from you're going to have to be under the government law and you're going to be able have to be using some of their um their benefits that they allow other people to do that have you know been subjected to such crisis as you know losing their job and now they have to go on welfare and you know those subsidies so unfortunately um <laughs> the United States is funny that way we we want so badly to not be you know underneath such an umbrella but the moment things go wrong for us we want to be taken care of right i just and... find it so interesting jeff that even even these 10 points that they made on here it, it doesn't say hey we're going after these it just gives it just gives guidelines for uh, where they stand. So number five is no ICOs have been registered with the SEC, and the SEC has not approved any exchange-traded funds or any other assets related to cryptocurrency. If any person today says otherwise, investors should be especially wary. 
Well, yeah. They haven't mm-hmm. sanctioned. They haven't registered. They haven't approved because, like you said, it's the it's it's outside of that right now. There is no legislation passed, so of course nobody has signed up and done that. But just the fact that they're talking about it and not hauling people off to jail, I think, is telling. Um, mm-hmm. They just want to let everybody know, you know, it's this cover themselves. Number six, ICOs to date have been vulnerable to digital hacks. 10% of proceeds generated by ICOs, or almost $400 million, has been lost to such atta- attacks. Well, we know all that. We've Everybody who's been involved in this space for the last couple of years is very aware of every attack every time it happens. We know the news, who did it, what happened. And for the most part, uh, a lot of them have been taken care of by the companies in the community, right? Mm-hmm. We've had forks due to it. I mean, we had an Ethereum fork. Is every, anybody remember that? Oh, That's yeah. how we got Ethereum Classic uh, because of the hack. And it was taken care of. A lot of these things have been uh, taken care of by the crowd, the community, these companies, uh, even these recent ones. People have said they've promised to give the money back or, fu- or credit the customers because, again, this is, this is a baby little market, and none of these companies want to shoot themselves in the foot by not taking care of people. Word gets out too fast, too much now for them to take that risk. And they just wouldn't have a future. They know these founders, the people behind these good companies, know that crypto is the future. They don't want to stop it now when they know they got good five to ten years and their retirement and their whole life wrapped up in this. Nobody's, mm-hmm. nobody's going to want to do something that's going to cause this. So I, th- I yeah. think these two right here, SEC, these guys right here, this entire list in this testimony was just to cover themselves currently in these markets right. with things like that you've seen or that you already talked about, BitConnect. I, I tell you guys, everybody knows good and well. I looked at this last year. Somebody sent me this thing on this lending trading platform, blah, blah, blah. They're promising uh, so much return on your money every certain amount of days. And I calculated and said, if I send all that money into them, they can, they can give my money to the new people signing up and the new people signing up, they can pay me that return and it's not going to show up for 300 days. They can pay me all the way what they promised for 300 days and never run out of money with that. Well, everybody knows that's a scam. Anybody who's been investing, you've done a startup, uh, involved with your own business, any kind of company knows that that kind of model is not sustainable. And people should take the time to figure that out. I think Candace said it in the other podcast. If you're going to take your hard-earned money and send it to somebody, you better, you better at least do your due diligence. And, and figure out if it's a normal business model with a good business plan that has a chance to return on a profit. You've talked about that a lot. Yeah, I did, I did say that. But the problem was, is that everyone, where, do, where does everyone get their information from? They get it from YouTube because it's the easiest, <laughs> simplest, most visual. Yep. You know, you can literally just zone out and listen to whatever, whoever has got to say, you know, I, I'm guilty of it. I, I'd rather watch a YouTube video on it than read an article about it, you know? And so there here you have these people that are living the high life. They've got their, you know, their Lambos and they've got these, these huge, huge houses and all because of BitConnect. BitConnect just changed their whole entire life and it can change yours too, guys. All you have to all do have to- is put your money in 
And it, it, it's just going to happen. I, I got to ask you, Candace, do people really buy that nowadays? I thought, I thought the whole used car salesman, flashy, here's my Lambo, my Rolex. I mean, it, it infuriates me. And I'll just, I'll get on the, I'll get on the blockchain J rant right here with him. Get on board with him on this. I, it disgusts me. I, I, I didn't realize that uh, people in their 20s nowadays, that, that when they see a Lambo guy driving on a Rambo, that they really buy into that. I don't know. Maybe it's, oh, maybe it just looks fake to me. I don't, I don't get it. Oh, bro. Let me tell you, as someone who interacts with a large audience and community, yes, they do exist. And uh, nothing against Ty Lopez, but if you ever wanted to know if that actually works as a marketing tactic, I'll tell you straight up, just watch why Ty Lopez makes those videos. He appeals to the young at heart. Yep. Oh. He, he, he wouldn't do it if it didn't work, right? Right. So, yeah, I mean, the, the whole Lambo thing is definitely a big uh, part of it. Uh, and then you have even this other spoofing that's going on. They've tried to spoof Altcoin Buzz. They've spoofed Justin Suntron. They've spoofed John uh, McAfee. And what they're doing now is they're saying, send me 0.1 Ethereum and I'll send you a full Ethereum because I'm giving away uh, to my fans. And so if you go onto Twitter, for example, right when McAfee posts, they, they have this spoof account. And sometimes it'll even be something because, you know, official McAfee is his Twitter handle. They'll put Instead of saying M-C-A-F-F-A-F-E-E, they'll do M-A-C-A-F-E-E. So it looks like it's the real John McAfee, but it's a spoof, and they're putting that in there. And what do these young guys do? They're like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll send this. And they're sending it. And then they're like, hey, I never got my uh, Ethereum from McAfee. And McAfee's like, what are you talking about? I didn't even know they were doing this. So there's this big thing that's going on where these people think that all these too-good-to-be-true things are existing. And I think all young people in their lives go through something like this, where they got to learn that there's no such thing as easy money, right? I mean, it's uh, there, there's some times where you could win the lottery or win a lotto ticket and get some easy money or go to Vegas and hit it big. But for the most part, if it's going on, if it's going on for an extended amount of time, you know, maybe it's time to slow down with it uh, on certain things. And that's what we see with the markets. We had the market run for three months. Now we got to all kind of come back to reality. Yeah, he goes on in this list to say uh, 0.8, 9, and 10. I'll go. I'll just skip down to 10. The new cyber unit in the Division of Enforcement is going to be more aggressive with enforcement actions against those who violate the law. So, again, they're just going in here and saying, if there's any federal security law violations, we're going to address them. We're going to look at it. And they're talking about in 0.89, bad actors, we're ripe for fraud. Uh, again, a lot of, lot of marketing of unregulated securities. Engaging in business of selling securities generally requires a license. This, uh, most of this is just common sense. I mean, part of me, Jeff, when you talk about people who are sending money to that kind of stuff, part of me is like, good. You, <laughs> if you're gonna... yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, if you thought you were going to get 10 or one full Ethereum just like that by following someone on Twitter, but you yeah. know what? Yeah, here's here's something that's crazy. There's actually YouTubers out there who every day give out free Bitcoin and free uh, Ethereum. So it creates yeah. like 
when I first started making videos, I had a bunch of people putting their address in there, their their public Bitcoin address, and they'd say, "Send here's my or awesome video, send to this address, please." And I was like, "Do people really think that?" I was even driving in my truck one day, and I was like, "I was I got a notification that said someone wanted some free uh, Bitcoin," and I was like, "Do people really think that I'm going to send them free Bitcoin just because they commented like that?" And then I found out that there's people out there that give away these free uh, bitcoins and litecoins and all these different things, which I guess is cool, I guess, but that's what create that's what's kind of got people when they see it on Twitter, they're like, oh yeah, well now Justin's son's giving it away. John McAfee's giving it away. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of just escalated that way. Uh, I, I the motivation behind all of this, this YouTube and all this stuff, it, it goes to show you that social media has such a huge impact on you know my generation or the generation uh coming up it you see it on instagram where these people promote these products and they uh, what they do to get followers is they hold these contests where they give free things away and that's how they grab you they're like oh you want to follow and i get free stuff okay cool or retweet this and i get this prize and all that stuff we are so gravitated towards getting free things and being caught in the eye of this this huge social media star that it blinds us. It legitimately blinds people. And so when they're, you know, going to Trevon James, they're going to Crypto Nick, they're going to all these people that, you know, promoted this BitConnect. It, there was, it's just an unbelievable amount of people that really thought that this was their in. And they, they're doing it all the time. There's going to be another Crypto Nick. There's going to be another Trevon James. going to be another crypto chick there's going to be a bunch of these ponzi schemes have been around for a long time guys yep. unfortunately you've just fallen for it if you were a part of it yeah they have been around a long time and in just different businesses but this this goes <laughs> way 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 before crypto way before internet all that but on a good note guys i just wanted to real quick remember this came from uh uh max krieger and he talked about this today on zero hedge you guys can look that up it was a good post and um, he had listed the opening testimony here. And this guy, this was the first thing he said before the Senate. Uh, remember, this is the Christopher Giancarlo, the chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. He said, with your permission, I'd like to begin briefly with a slightly different perspective. That is, as a dad. So I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he goes on to talk about he's the father of three college-age kids. And that him and his wife set him up stock accounts and when they were young, but the kids weren't interested. And then he says, well, something changed last year. Suddenly, they were all talking about Bitcoin. They're asking me what I thought, what, when I, if they should buy it. And one of their older cousins who owned Bitcoin was telling them about it. And they all got excited. And I imagine that many members of the committee may have had similar experiences in their own families of late. And this is what he said to end this. The start of his testimony. It strikes me that we owe it to this generation to respect their enthusiasm about virtual currencies with a thoughtful and balanced response, not a dismissive one. And yet we must crack down hard on those who try to abuse their enthusiasm with fraud and manipulation. It's exactly what you and Jeff are saying. I mean, right. that was a good statement right there. Yeah. That's the, the chairman. Yeah, that's that's a encouraging statement. But knowing the government like we know them, and knowing the mass population like we know them, so it, the truth is, 
that senator, he's he's giving the benefit of the doubt to the young kids because he's talking about the kids that he sees in his family that he sees as promising hope. You know, they they've got a bright future. They're probably not doing too many drugs. Some of them maybe I don't know. But then you have the whole Wen Lambo crowd, and those guys in that crowd are the guys that are you know they don't have, they they work at small end jobs right and or girls too. I mean they work in these these Walmart type jobs and they see cryptocurrency as an opportunity and they're the same people that go to the grocery store and buy a scratcher ticket every day. They buy one, then they go back in and buy another one. Then they'll sit, go back to their car, scratch it again, be like, Oh man, this next one's going to be the next one. So there's that mentality, that gambler's mentality. And I cash. think, right. And I think that in cryptocurrency, it got to a point where it became like gambling. And we got we're, we're we're not out of the woods yet. So right now, yeah, every everything's cooled down. The engine's kind of cooling down in the hangar bay, right, or just chilling in the in the in the pits right now. But once that thing comes back up and tunes up, and this this engine starts thrusting again, in comes a whole new wave of these all the cousins and all the brothers and sisters that have the same mentality of just get in there and. Uh, strike it rich on gold, the modern day gold rush. And, uh, you know, so sure, that's encouraging to hear, but knowing the, the, the general public's uh, attitude towards stuff like this and their gambling habits or what you just called it, a poor man's what? Poor, that poor man's lottery. That's the, uh, that's, uh, poor man's tax is the lottery. Poor man's tax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so interesting discussion today. Um, Candice, so what do you think moving forward? Do you think cryptocurrency uh, in, with the U.S. government can coexist? Or do you think, what do you, what do you think is going to come of all this? Uh, if we just put a little forethought into it. Uh, obviously, there was some tough talk and there was some sweet talk in this, uh, the Senate hearing. What do you think moving forward? So I, I had a different take on it than the, the majority of people that thought it was a very positive aspect and it was that the the statement from the chairman was very um positive and i and i like the fact that they are personally involved as well because it shows you the growth of our community but i honestly saw this whole committee there's a freeze going on they're not able to hire they don't have much money left and so here we are handing them this opportunity and you heard it one of the senators was like hey anything you guys need we're going to give it to you now the sec just got a whole bunch of money to hire a whole bunch of people to put more team uh, more team members on their their cyber unit to delegate and to be able to disperse amongst us all and it is positive in the fact that yes we should be regulated with fraud and stuff like that but that's one step in it guys and i'm i'm afraid that this whole we'll wait and see and give it a go is going to turn in hey guys we tried we tried to give it a go but we're going to have to regulate it more and more and more so that's my my thought process on the entire thing and i think uh free markets are going to find a way jeff globally i think this thing is going to grow and grow and grow and it's not going to be able to be stopped by the sec or anybody else and i think they realize it they realize that this thing is far beyond their control. No. And maybe in the they feel like they've got the U.S. under control. Today, today they could have crushed cryptocurrency if they wanted. They could have. They absolutely could have. But they can't they, crush they, 
the technology they had the sword, behind. They, they had the sword to the throat today. If they, <laughs> with the market already crashing, they could have come in there and taken an extremely like bearish tone, and That's then telling. they and they could have just kept coming at it. It bearish almost makes you think, yeah. That's not the way the United States government works. I mean, I've I've, I've been around the block a few times. Not not as much as Matt because he's an oldster, but. Um, <laughs> I know how, like, I, I might be wrong, but this is just the, it's the whole put the paw in the water, you know, it's, it's the start of it. And they're going to start to see how much they can get away with, how much can they get into it without being noticed, because that's what they do. Oh, I'm being such a conspiracist right now. I'm sorry. That's what they do is they put their hands on something and then they slowly start to integrate themselves. And so I hope, I hope that globally we are able to achieve what we want to achieve, and that's decentralization. But you saw it. They're cherry picking. They're taking the blockchain technology. They're taking all of that. And where are they applying it to? They're applying it to already fundamental infrastructures, our banks and our government entities. So I'm a little hesitant to see. I hope. There's a hope there, but ugh, I don't know. I, I think the biggest risk to this entire market is going to be the immature uh, people who get taken advantage of by doing silly things like um, sending money to people in exchange for sending 0.1 ether for one ether. And that's kind of where our responsibility as uh, YouTubers comes in is saying like, you know, doing our best. I mean, obviously we're just one in many and, you know, they probably don't even listen to this podcast. Mostly um, more mature investors will listen to podcasts, but the, the younger people, that's why I always encourage our audience to, assist these younger uh, people in uh, making correct decisions and t- making risk assessment, taking risk assessment, um, because when, if a bunch of them get hurt and caught up in another BitConnect thing, that's, that's, a, that's a door open to the SEC to come in and clamp down even harder. Well said. So, all right, guys. Well, um, this concludes episode nine of our altcoin buzz podcast thank you to everyone who's been watching check us out on twitter altcoin buzz io also check us out on instagram at altcoin buzz facebook and steam it and uh until next time we'll see you guys see ya see everybody